0: To the Intuitive Insights podcast series. I'm Nina Lockwood, Founder and Director of Intuitive Interim and Executive Search. Throughout this series I will be sharing engaging conversations with talented leaders from across the UK transport sector. I'm delighted to welcome Joe Foxall, Managing Director of PTI Cumley, as my guest on this episode of Intuitive Insights. Jo is a self-confessed chatterbox with a passion for people and shares her infectious enthusiasm and positivity with us in this episode, as well as leaving us with one of my favourite quotes so far in the Intuitive Insights series. Hello, Jo Foxall, Managing Director of PTI Cymru. Very, very warm welcome to the Intuitive Insights podcast. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So Joe, you and I spoke last summer. I loved hearing about your role and I loved hearing about your approach to it um, and juggling things with your twins and and just your approach to life was so positive and infectiously so that I was really keen to share your story with our podcast uh, listeners. Um, So thank you for joining me. I think we'll start off in time-honoured fashion and talk about your career and, um, and your current role. I think if we can start with that, Jo, um, could you tell us your, about your current role as Managing Director at PTI Cymru, what that entails, um, and follow that up with some context for us in terms of how did you get there?
1: Okay, well, I'm, as you've said, I'm currently the Managing Director of PTI Cymru here in Wales. Um, and PTI Cymru is the organisation that was set up to initially deliver the travel line and service here in Wales. So we are funded by Welsh Government to provide public transport information for all bus coach and rail services, but we also provide information on behalf of um, walking and cycling groups as well. So it's the whole host of, of information um so my daily role is to head up the organisation um uh, to to deliver the, the strategy and the business plan and and to generally kind of sail the ship um but i've got a, a hugely talented team who uh, are beavering away in the background working on the various bits of the business so we deliver the travel line service but we also do a number of other projects on behalf of Welsh government so um we handle the my, my travel pass scheme which, um and we also have a uh, commercial side to our contact centre so we handle a number of um, commercial contracts on behalf of various organisations across Wales so that includes the likes of National Rail Inquiries, Transport for Wales Rail, um, Booker Bus, um, we also do stuff for the Nationalised Stairford so as a whole host um, we provide bilingual customer support and that sort of thing.
0: Fantastic brilliant and I will admit to the audience I had to check my pronunciation before we started recording to make sure that I was getting Cymru right which is terrible because I think I mentioned to you I was born in Wales so I really ought to know better. (laughs) Um, so, So you're covering right across the piece aren't you in terms of travel and we'll go on to talk about the 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 Welsh Transport Strategy that that beautiful timing for this podcast recording because that was just launched last week so I'm keen to hear your thoughts on that Uh but before we go there tell me about Jo in terms of career so what did you want to do when you were at school or at college (laughs) what had you set your sights on and how did you go from there to the role that you're doing now well um
1: I've always been a bit of a chatterbox and I've always uh, loved people and and working with people and writing. So, um, when I graduated, uh, when I when I left school, uh, I went to university and I did uh, media and journalism. Um, so I had ideas and designs of being um, a high flying journalist uh, in London, but um, as the time came got my qualifications. I didn't really want to leave Wales. I didn't really want to move to London and kind of um, work um, as a journalist. So um, I just changed my skills slightly and started working in marketing and PR. Um, And that was actually much more suited to me, much more about um, engaging with people. Um, So I started out um, as a marketing assistant. Um, I actually had one role before I started with PTI Cymru, um, working at an agency. And I learned all about the different aspects of marketing and PR. Um, And then the role came up. It was through a graduate scheme here in Wales called Go Wales um, with PTI as um, a marketing assistant. It was a new role um, and they were looking to expand their marketing offering. Um, so I joined. Uh, it was really interesting. I never really had any kind of design of working in the transport industry, but I found it really interesting um, engaging with customers on, on different levels with, and, and in def- different ways. Um, and quite soon after I started, the, the marketing manager at the time left. Um, and I was quite junior and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was like, no, I definitely want to want to stay here. And I think that there's a lot I can do here. So um, I applied for the role as a marketing manager. I got it, um, which was lovely. Mm-hmm. And the rest, as they say, is history. So I've been with the organisation for um, for 17 years um, and I've kind of worked my way up from um, the most junior role all the way through to to being in charge and um, it's been quite the journey I've done a number of different roles within the organization um, and one of the things that that keeps me engaged is um, our focus on the customer um, mm. everything we do is with the customer in mind we're very keen to um, engage with our we have a customer panel Um, and any new developments for our services, we always put that information to the customer panel to to make sure that um, it's actually what the customer needs in terms of public transport information. Um, so yeah it's just been a passion for for people and for customers and engagement and um, that's taken me all the way through really so um, yeah so so now I, I sit as a managing director um, we've got a fantastic team working really hard particularly at the moment through these challenging times to make sure that the people have all the information that they need to, to make those journeys.
0: Fantastic and I, I always love a story that starts with entering an organisation at a junior level. And then there's a pathway all the way through to a really senior position and, and actually running the business in your case. Was there a plan, Joe? Did you kind of, when you, when you joined as marketing assistant or even before that, when you're kind of thinking about your career, was managing director ever on the list? Is, was, there a, was there a plan or have you just kind of grabbed opportunities as you've gone along?
1: There was never really a plan. Um, I knew that, you know, I, I wanted to progress. I knew that I wanted to work hard. Um, and I knew that I wanted to learn. And I think the combination of those things has kind of taken me from role to role. And um you know, it's, it's quite unusual in the transport industry um, to have women in senior positions. And it's really nice um, to see now, um, you know, more and more women in senior positions across across the industry. But when I first started out, there were very few, um, there were very few role models. And a lot of um, the women that you came across in the transport industry um, felt like they needed to behave like men um, mm-hmm. to get by. And that's never, ever been something that I've wanted to do. I I try to be as authentic as possible. And, and for me, it was just a case of this is who I am. This is how I work. If this is going to work as a managing director, then fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's not, then, then maybe that's not the role for me. And I've actually found that that kind of authenticity is, is what's kept me um, moving forward, um, you know, and, and being kind of myself and, and mm-hmm. working with people and, and listening to what people say to me um, has worked really well.
0: Yeah, I think there's so many of the people that I'm privileged enough to speak to in this type of conversation. This is what really comes across for me is that importance of being yourself. And and some of that comes with um, being more, you know, kind of progressing in your career and getting to a point where you understand who you are and what makes you tick and you've obviously you've known for a while that it's the people side of things and and that's why the marketing and the PR really grabbed you but obviously having working in an organization and leading an organization that is so focused on customer it has to be about the people doesn't it and if you if that wasn't coming from you and I'm kind of going like this because it feels like it comes from your heart it has to come from there to feel it and to kind of what you see is what you get
1: yeah absolutely you can fake that for a little while but you can't fake it forever and you know I guess it would become exhausting if you tried Mm. um you know it has to it has to come from the heart and I've learned um very much over the last 12 months that so much of this needs to come from 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 the heart and from you know the, the gut feeling really about what the right thing is to do particularly when there's no rule book
0: yeah absolutely and along the way so a couple of years ago you won an award didn't you for the institute of directors young director of the year yeah so congratulations for that and what what did they particularly see in you joe for that in in order for you to win that award from them because that is hotly contested isn't it
1: yes absolutely i particularly like the fact that it's young director <laughs> of the year that's my my greatest accolade to date is the fact that it was the young director of the year um, i think they they really liked the the progress like you said the progression and the story of my career and, and working working my way up through the organization um and then there's things like you know obviously we've managed to grow the team over the last uh, few years we've managed to um add um an additional premises to our building we've taken on more high profile contracts um for the contact center um and, and and we're boasting um you know really high levels of customer satisfaction across the organization so um i think it's probably a combination of all of those things um we've also got a really good team that kind of help help write these applications which probably has something to do with it as well
0: absolutely I think the, the application is always key but there has to be some stub some substance for those people for those clever writers to work with in the <laughs> first place so and I think everything you've said you know in terms of your focus on growing your team but then there's the commercial element as well because it's all well and good doing what used to be laughingly referred to in the old days as the soft skills it's already well and good having those but yeah. if, if the commercial side isn't there then it's not a viable business but you're going from strength to strength aren't you with winning these new contracts absolutely
1: and you know for for us as an organization the last 12 months has been very difficult Mm -hmm. Um, but we've also managed to to add some some really great contracts to to our portfolio so Um, we're just about to take on um, the Traveline England calls from the 1st of April so we'll be handling both Traveline Wales and Traveline England which will be fantastic Um, and we're also working with CADU, I'm not sure if you know about CADU but it's um, an organisation in Wales that looks after all of our castles and historic buildings so we'll be working with them from the 1st of April handling their um, pre-booking for their sites. So obviously to ensure um, that they're COVID safe, they have to limit the number of people that can attend. So we'll be supporting them in, in handling those pre-bookings. So it's really nice to be able to add um those types of things to the portfolio it's really good for the team to have something to focus on and and the fact that we're growing when so many businesses aren't at the moment is just it's just really great for us
0: Mm, that's fantastic and as you're talking to me i'm kind of like oh right so there's opportunity there isn't there with the castles and the historic buildings because you can link that with the transport so how are people going to get there and this kind of oh right so how does that work so which is taking me into to my next question really joe because um, I guess because of how you are in terms of you've got a very positive outlook on life the marketing and PR backgrounds are kind of having a, a, a creative um attitude as well and view of the world I'm really keen to hear what you think is the the kind of view of the future so as we're moving towards being released back into the wild again and I'm very jealous that you've already been the hairdressers. <laughs> We've got to wait till the 12th of April for that. So I'm very <laughs> jealous. Um, but as we are all released back out and we get our freedom back, um, and the transport industry and the UK economy at large needs to build itself back. What are you seeing as the opportunities? So
1: I think there's a phrase that's been used quite a bit, sort of that's called build back better and I think this is such an opportunity here you know the, the the transport sector has just been stripped back so far um and it's just been a hugely hugely challenging time for everybody um but there is so much opportunity to restore people's confidence firstly in, in public transport and and you know all the other modes as well um and and kind of um you know, the world is going to be changed, isn't it? It's going to be forever changed. You've got people that are going to continue working from home forevermore. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have people that work different shift patterns. So I think, you know, that nine to five, Monday to Friday, peaks, that's all going to change. Um, but I think there is opportunity um, to grow and develop, but also to diversify. And I think it's really important that the operators, particularly, and they've done so well over the last twelve months to adapt and and pivot and diversify, um, as they have done, and that's going to need to continue going forward. Um, We've got new services in Wales called Flexi, which is kind of um, uh, a demand responsive type service. So I can see there's going to be an emergence of of more kind of options like that, where um, you'll have smaller services but running on a more demand basis. Um, We personally, so we provide information, um, we have a cycle planner on our website, and we've seen consistent growth through... the the last twelve months through lockdowns, where people are obviously looking at different ways that they can travel. So obviously, more people looking at cycling and option uh, and walking as options. Um, mm-hmm. If people are either working from home or working more in their local community, that's reinvestment in um, the high street, the local high street, which has obviously been decimated across the UK. You know, they're not driving into work every day, so you know there might be the option to walk or cycle or get the local bus. So. Um, I do definitely see there's so much in the way of the opportunity. I think, you know, as you you said, I'm, I'm a positive person. I think we really, really need to take the positives out of this um, going
0: forward. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a huge number of opportunities, like you've just said. And I get quite excited about things like that, you know, around the community hub, for example. Mm-hmm. So many of our clients are train operating companies. And, and, and I kind of think about the stations, the actual physical assets, and you know, my local station is Preston, it's massive, there's great big um, space, like office space, if you like, that's there, that's not being utilised. And I can kind of think, oh, yeah, this there's a community hub idea there. There's somewhere where people go, can go, because not everybody, I mean, I, you know, I'm out in my coal shed in the back garden, and it's great, and it, I'm, I'm very lucky to have that. But if I was Having to kind of sit on my bed all day with my laptop balanced on my knee and fight for broadband connection, that really wouldn't do me any good. So I think the idea of having somewhere to go, even if it's not my, my normal place of work, um, we've got an opportunity, I think, the transport sector for that.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I think, you know, we can't be naive. I'm, I'm the same as you. So I'm working from home at the moment. It actually suits me really well. Um, you know, as you've mentioned, I've got seven year old twins. So to be around more for them has been fantastic. Um, but, you know, I have the luxury that I have a spare room that we've turned into an office. Not everybody has those options. And actually, it's not good for everybody to be shut away um, you know not seeing people and I do miss seeing people mm-hmm. and I am looking forward to when we'll be able to you know meet face to face again mm-hmm. um, but yeah so I think those those community hubs I think are going to be a fantastic option for those people that don't want to go back to you know the, the normal nine to five Monday to Friday but want something kind of midway
0: yeah just to have a different option yeah. Um, and so that kind of leads quite nicely into the whole, so the last 12 months, Jo, of, um, of, of the lockdown experience. So many people, it's really easy, isn't it, to kind of look at the, the downsides to that, of which there are many. And it's been awful. And I think this third lockdown has been really, really hard for even the most resilient people. Um, it's been tough but there's also some learning opportunities and some things to reflect on and what do we want the new normal to look like and I'm really interested to hear from you what 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 have you learned what over the last 12 months what's been different for you what do you want to keep if anything um, when we kind of emerge back out into the light again <laughs> um, how's it been different what's been the upsides I think
1: um, for me, I've learnt that I'm stronger than I ever thought I could be and um, it's back to you know what I said before about um, making decisions from the heart, and you know as organisations across this country we've had to make some really challenging decisions, and and luckily we've been in a position where we've not had to lose people, um, but actually for me the the very first priority was to make sure the team was safe. So we um, run a fifty seat contact centre up in North Wales, and the priority was to get that team and also our Cardiff team. Uh, working from home as quickly as possible and we actually closed our offices on um, the 16th of march last year so mm-hmm. a week ahead so we gave ourselves an extra week but we could feel it was coming mm-hmm. um and you know getting getting a contact center I didn't never thought that was possible to get a contact center uh, set up to work from home but we've done it and we're still doing it um and you know the guys are doing fantastically um and, and it's just a whole new way of working for everybody um and you know we've taken so many positives from that um we've actually uh, given notice on our Cardiff office so the Cardiff team are um we consulted with them and they are actually happy to work continue to work from home. We have a really close relationship with Transport for Wales. So they've offered us um, arrangements where we can um, utilize office space and um, meeting rooms and things like that. And obviously we'd encourage people when we're allowed to do so to meet face-to-face in more casual settings, but what people have been saying to us is they've been able to build exercise into their their day where they wouldn't have been able to before, you know, they can go out for a run at lunchtime or do a class or or something like that. Um, They're building their days around their family, so quite a few of us have got young children, so being at home for the school run in the morning and then being at home for dinner in the evening has just been huge positives um, for a lot of people and for me it's a non-negotiable now to sit down with my family to have dinner it's been so important and I've actually seen like my children um, they eat so much better there's so much more variety you know they're not just focused on the uh, fish fingers <laughs> chips and beans you know obviously still has a, p- a place in our lives. <laughs> adventurous because we eat all together so that has just been fantastic and but as I said you know we recognize that it does come with challenges and you know if you've got people that aren't seeing another human being for days on end we recognize that's a huge challenge so we've um, developed a wellbeing action plan um we've very much focused on mental health over the last 12 months because you know we saw what a priority that has been and we've um so we've got uh, well-being champions across the organization whose role it is to kind of check in on people and make sure that people are okay in the same way that you would I guess as you know normal health and safety it's uh, it's the mental health side of that um and you know there are so many challenges and so much resource out there that you can utilize to to keep um keep focused on mental health so we've just done this last week a um, hydration challenge because obviously one of the things about de- being dehydrated is it can affect your mood so um one of the um the champions said oh let's do this challenge so we've got a team's chat and we're motivating everybody every day and you know making sure that we're, everybody's drinking um as, as much water as they should and you know it's just a way to keep connected and to keep focused on on how people are feeling mm-hmm. um, i think you know once you've you've cracked that as much as you can crack mental health um you know i think the other things follow don't they you know people that are feeling happy and focused and and cared for are much more likely to be productive so so that has been a huge huge focus for us um and that's something that we're, we're definitely gonna gonna keep um but yeah what have i missed though people you know, as I've said, I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I love my family, when they're staying or when they ease restrictions, we can go out for lunch or or dinner with with members of our household. I love mm-hmm. them to bits, but I quite like to go out for dinner with my friends. You know, <laughs> have a glass of wine with my friends. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've definitely missed that kind of and yeah, you know, um, both in work and and outside of it as well. You know, mm-hmm. I miss
0: miss hugging my mum. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a, any old thing isn't it yeah um, it's quite interesting isn't it I think when if you have said to us you know 18 months ago you're going to be locked up for the best part of 12 months what do you think you'll miss I think it would have been things like going to restaurants, going on holiday, you know, the, that kind of stuff, visiting places. And for me, it, it is, and for a lot of people that I speak to, it's the people aspect. It's being able to hug people. It's seeing people other than those you live with. And, and as you say, you know, we've chosen those, haven't we? The people we live with, we've chosen them to a great, well, to, you know, to the to the great extent but actually that interaction with other people being in the same physical space and not feeling like oh we've got half an hour or we've got an hour you can just kind of just sit there my best pal at the weekend was saying she I just can't wait to be able to go out for lunch get a bottle of wine and just sit and natter about nothing <laughs> you know rather <laughs> than feel like you need an agenda
1: absolutely and like you know am I am I breaking the rules you know i'm doing i can i'm allowed to go out for a drink with you know a group of my friends not just one of them that would be nice as well <laughs> um you know it's just it's so it's so strange and yeah i do miss holidays though i am looking forward to the day I'm, i love a holiday or an adventure um you know and and, and our worlds have shrunk haven't they we mm-hmm. took our, our kids to the beach yesterday because the um stay at home rule has been lifted in wales mm-hmm. so um we're allowed to stay local now so um we live about six seven miles away from um, Ogmore by sea uh lovely beach <sighs> and we took the kids there and they were like it was like they'd been on holiday they were so excited and so animated because you forget I guess they're seven their worlds have just shrunk mm-hmm. and going to the beach was such an adventure for them you know having a sandwich on the beach yeah. um, and I don't want to lose that you know I think they perhaps um before all of this they had higher expectations than perhaps I did as a child about you know holidays and days out and things like that and things needing to cost money yeah, so yeah. I think a greater appreciation of the little things in life it doesn't do us any harm any of us does not it not really? at all
0: not at all um that's that's all really great uh, stuff Joe. and I think that the mental health part and around your well-being action plan I attended um a Gallup webinar a couple of weeks ago and the chap who was presenting uh, it was about employee engagement and he used a quote from the Gallup chief exec that said your manager has more impact on your health than your doctor does. And when he said that, it was kind of like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. How you know how you are treated at work and whether you feel looked after and and kind of cared about and engaged with and connected with is massive, isn't it? Because we spend so much time at work. So it's really absolutely. great to hear about that stuff happening.
1: Absolutely. It's so important.
0: And. To bring it to kind of onto the next um, the next part of our conversation, it's around that kind of, I guess, you know, it might be managers, it might be leaders, people that you've worked with. But what, um, what our Intuitive Insights audience loved, loves to hear about is who has inspired you? What do you consider to be excellent leadership um, and and kind of how have you seen that role modeled throughout your career? Who have you kind of looked at and thought, oh yeah, I want to be like that?
1: It's really interesting. So I've been really fortunate that I've had some really inspirational people in my life but probably the first and the most important was my mum. So she, um, when I was born, uh, she was a pharmacist. So again, a woman very much in a man's world, back in um, back in those days when um, women had babies, they left work, they didn't go on maternity leave, they go, gave up their jobs, um, but my mum actually went back to work after I was born, and um, she's always just taught me that, you know, you can be whatever you want in life as long as you're prepared to put in the graft um, and she's worked mm-hmm. on and off throughout my life um, and and really really inspired me to kind of reach for the stars she she always encouraged me she always supported me and even now you know I couldn't do the job that I do without her help um, thankfully my mum and dad live down the road from me so I've been able to see them throughout this yeah. um, but you know the the support they give me with the children um, being able to you know to go out and work you know when they were babies they had them for me and you want know, have meetings in the evenings they'll have them for me if needed so um, yeah just a huge support and inspiration definitely with my mum. My dad also um, so my dad has always worked in uh, leadership development right. so I've always kind of grown up with that kind of um, leadership learning around me and I've always loved to learn and he really instilled that love of learning in me um, and you know always kind of encouraged me to do qualifications and to find out more to work with mentors to work with coaches and um, probably like a lot of people I've always suffered with a bit of um, imposter syndrome particularly because of the way I came, came up through the organisation you know it was did I get this job because I'm the best person for it or did I get this job because it was the easiest option and and you know, he's always taught me to kind of believe in myself, which is, um, has been hugely helpful. Um, my kids, are just daily uh, inspiration for me. Um, they were born at 28 weeks, so um, very, very early. Uh, they're twins and, and they came into the world fighting. Um, and I think it's, um, I don't know, sort of, I, I know quite a few adults that were premature babies, but also uh, children and, and they're just so strong um you know we were really lucky that they were just really tiny when they were born and um they were in special care for six weeks um and then they came out and and just needed to grow really um but they're just so brave and so strong they're just amazing and then I'm really lucky that I've you know I've worked with some really um fantastic leaders so my board is made up of um sort of leaders within different bus and train companies um across Wales, local authorities, um, sort of customer reps. Um, and they've all sort of come at it from a slightly different angle in terms of leadership. And, you know, they've all supported and championed me through the organisation and 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 you know, especially the last 12 months when their own organisations have been really struggling and really affected um, in the same way the rest of us have. You know, they've always had time to listen um, to any worries that I've had and provide, you know, that, that kind of advice and support, um, which has just been that's been fantastic. In terms of like in the wider world, um, I've always been, um, well, certainly in the last 12 months, been really impressed with Jacinda Ardern. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that she's phenomenal um, the way she's handled this whole thing and I know you know they've had um, problems themselves as as we all have as, as nations but I think she very much approached this as I would like to approach leadership with the people at the heart of it you know she very much focused on keeping people safe and um, you know and taking care of people um, and I think that stood them in really really good stead and I think we've got a lot that we can learn from from how
0: they're handling things over there absolutely and I think the thing about Jacinda Ardern as well for me is that it to come back to a word you used earlier I really feel like with her she is very very authentic definitely what you see is what you get and that builds I think just instills trust because yeah. I, I don't think there's any side to her. She is that, you know, there you go. That's This is what I care about. This is what I believe. This is what I've made the decision to do. And that just gives you the confidence that, you know, she's been willing to take a decision. She's stood up to be counted. I'm I'm making this decision, and I'll kind of, you know, stand or fall by it. Just gives you that extra bit of trust that you might not have in all politicians, shall we say? (laughs) Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: And I think you know we can um,
1: identify with her, can't we? Um, You know, she she she's a human. She's a mother. Um, you know she she's been very open about that from the start she doesn't pretend to be anything and you know she's not driving around in a glitzy car or you know she, she feels like one of the people and I think that's really important you know that, that your voted people represent who you are as as
0: individuals so. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm with you there absolutely agree um, and one last thing to ask you before we end our conversation and as as happened last time I feel like I could chat here <laughs> for the rest of the afternoon quite honestly Joe, but um, if you could leave us with a quote please that has kind of inspired you or means something to you that um, that you'd like to share with our audience well, like I said to you earlier, it's a little bit cheesy.
1: So when I, when I was little, my um, my favourite film, was well, still probably today, was The Wizard of Oz. And um, I think it's back to what I was saying about that imposter syndrome. So there's a line from that film at the end when Glinda, the good witch, says to Dorothy, you've always had the power, my dear. You just need to, to learn it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that is definitely how I feel about myself. You know, like I, I've learned and I've grown and I've become you know I've started to believe in in who I am and I think that's really important when you're growing as a, a leader.
0: That is absolutely brilliant I love it it's one of my favourite quotes <laughs> I absolutely love it and I just you know I feel so strongly about it that I think oh, if we could just have that in the school curriculum do you know if if there could just be posters of it up all over the place and let our youngsters see that and and understand that that they can believe in themselves and keep that going as they go through I love it but as you say with the imposter syndrome when it creeps in we have to keep pulling ourselves back to remember what we're capable of don't we definitely I think and especially as women
1: you know I think that our belief in ourselves isn't always what it should be. I mean, we achieve so much, but you know, and just a day to day, you know, getting up and, and taking care of everybody, just day to day. So um, yeah, it's so important.
0: I love that, Joe. Thank you so much. You have inspired me. Um, <laughs> you've lifted me up. I've had a challenging day so far with one thing and another, and this conversation with you has really lifted me. So thank you for no that. Problem. Um, oh, thank you for you. being a, a really lovely guest on our intuitive insights podcast um, and, uh, and enjoy the rest of your day thank you for having me have a good day my huge thanks to joe Foxhall for sharing her thoughts and career story to date on this episode of intuitive insights please do join us for the next one in two weeks time take care